Good morning. My name is Pastor Jesse. I'm the pastor of Broadway in Port Colton United Methodist Churches. Welcome to our second week of worship online. I know it's a little different. I know it feels weird, but I've been looking forward to chances to connect with you and talk with you over the uh, last week and hope to continue to do so this week moving forward. We've started to uh, not just worship online, but meet online. We have youth group, which is available on Google Hangouts. We have Zoom meetings for Bible study, for our prayer time, for our coffee hour. Uh, all of this is available in email, and, and we'll be sending out Facebook posts as well about it. We really hope that you join us and hope that you can join us either by phone call or by video. That way we can talk with one another. Today at four, the bishop will be holding a uh, prayer meeting. Uh, he's asking all United Methodists in New Jersey to pray together at four o'clock. That link should be in your email or on Facebook, um, and we hope that you will join us. If you cannot, uh, please at four o'clock set an alarm and pray. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Uh, pray one of your favorite prayers. Just pray to God uh, for coronavirus, for COVID, for for all those who are sick or infected, for all of our first responders in the hospitals, uh, police officers, firefighters, those who are working in supermarkets. Just pray for pray for all of those today at four. Join us in prayer as we also join with Christians around the world. The text this morning comes from the book of Jonah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I know we're in Mark. I know we're still looking at the big God story, and, and we're still focusing on that. But today, I want us to focus on uh, the book of Jonah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Hear now the word of God. This comes from the New International Version, the NIV. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me, you hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled around me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounded me, seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath me barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Friends, those who have been in church uh, with us for a while know that I love the book of Jonah. We preached on this about a year ago um, and went through the entire book. I love this. I love this servant, the reluctant prophet, the one who who ran as far as he could, ran away from God, ran away from Nineveh, ran all the way to Tarshish and kept going to run away from God. And this week, I feel like I've been running away from God. This week, I feel like I've been running away from the calling he's placed on my life to stay home, to, to lock the doors, to, 
practice physical distancing has been so difficult because it is not who God created me. So I remember Jonah, and I've been thinking about Jonah all week, and I wanted to share this. Jonah had ran away from God, gotten onto the boat, and in the middle of the night, a huge storm overtake, overtook their boat. He told the sailors that were with him to throw him overboard to save themselves. They tried to, um, they tried to paddle all night long, could not outrun the storm, and so eventually... They threw Jonah overboard. Eventually, Jonah drowns, and then God sends the fish. And then God sends the fish. God sends the whale to swallow up Jonah. And in the belly of the fish, Jonah prays the prayer that we found in Jonah 2. And I'm not going to lie, I don't like this, this chapter most weeks. I'm not a poetic kind of individual. I'm not a prayerful uh, individual like this. Poetry confuses me and frustrates me sometimes. But all week I've been thinking about Jonah's prayer in the belly of the fish because I feel as if we are in the belly of the fish today. With Corona and COVID, with, with everything that is happening, the physical distancing and the fears that we see, the, the empty store shelves at ShopRite and, and Quick Check, the, the closing of restaurants, it is a week that we are in the belly of the fish it is a week that we're in the bottom of the ocean, and I think this week, Jonah's prayer has something to tell us. In my distress, I called to the Lord, Jonah starts, and God answered me from the depths of the grave, Jonah calls to God. He says, I have been banished from your sight, and yet I will seek your holy temple. The waters threatened me to the roots of the mountain. I sank down and God brought Jonah back from life. God rescued Jonah back from life. And then in verse seven, and, and this is where the whole, the whole story of Jonah turns. When my life was ebbing away, when I was drowning, I remembered you, Lord. My praise rose to you and to your holy temple. What kind of week has it been for you? Has it been a, an anxious week, a stressful week, a, a week where we've been feeling disconnected from one another? I've, I've had a number of video calls. I think I've been on video chat every day this week from my office here at the Parsonage. I've seen more people. I've connected with more people. I've, I've made phone calls with more people this week than I probably have in months. And yet I feel lonely. And yet I feel isolated. And yet... There is still a feeling, a, a discomfort in my soul that I am feeling, and I, I don't know how to respond to it. I don't know what it is. Yesterday, I read an article from the Harvard Business Review. The title was, That Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief. That Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link this article in the, in the email or in the Facebook uh, post that accompanies this video. But what they're talking about is that there are different kinds of grief that people experience. Anyone who has lost uh, someone close to them knows the different types of grief that, that we can experience. But, but the unique type of grief that the Harvard Business Review would say today, the, the unique grief is called anticipatory grief. And I'm reading from the article now. Anticipatory grief is that feeling we get about what the future holds when we're uncertain. Usually it centers on death, 
but anticipatory grief is also more broadly imagined futures. There is a storm coming. There is something bad out there. With a virus, this gr kind of grief is confusing to people. Our primitive mind knows something is bad is happening, but you can't see it. This breaks our sense of safety. This breaks our sense of safety. Anticipatory grief is a is an ugly kind of grief. It's a it's a it's a anxiety or a stress type of grief. It's a grief that we don't know what is coming tomorrow, and so we are stressed and we are grieving that loss of safety. We are grieving the fact that we cannot be together. We are grieving what this means for our church, what this means for our community, what this means for our world. We are grieving um, and we are anxious about our loved ones, about people we care about, about uh, family members and uh, children and parents. We are experiencing grief this week, folks. And in that grief, I turn to Jonah chapter 2. Remember Jonah, in, in Jonah 1, he receives the word of God and, and God says, Go to Nineveh, preach to the Ninevites against their, their violence, for my anger has come, up, come upon them. And so instead, Jonah runs from the Lord. He heads toward Tarshish. Literally, he, he runs to the end of the world away from God. How similar is it for us this week? I would gladly run away to the end of the earth right now rather than sit in my living room and, and try to hunker down, try to flatten the curve, try to practice social distancing or physical distancing, as I've been calling it. But truth be told, we have to go to Nineveh. Truth be told, we have to stay home purely because we have to take care of those around us. We have to stay home to make sure that our brothers and sisters, our, our family members, those who are immunocompromised or, or those who, who cannot survive this illness may be safe. We, we stay home to protect uh, healthcare workers, those who are working in the hospitals, doctors and nurses who are putting themselves and their very bodies at risk. We would rather run to Tarshish than head toward Nineveh. And so right now we are in the belly of the fish. Right now we are experiencing anticipatory grief. Right now we are stuck wondering what is going to come next. What does this mean? Where in the world am I going? And so we know how Jonah ends. The, the fish spits him up. He goes to Nineveh. He preaches in Nineveh and, and preaches against their violence and all of Nineveh is changed. And I wonder what will it look like for us once we reach Nineveh? What does it look like for us once we stop social distancing, stop physical distancing, and instead get out of these, of our homes and out of our living rooms and out of our offices and instead go out into the world? What will it look like when restaurants are open and we can finally go out to eat at local restaurants and, and uh, greet one another in the street? Can we go to a park and not be not be worried and scared that someone else will infect us or what is actually more terrifying that we will go out and infect someone else i'm not worried about getting sick i'm worried about making someone else sick i'm worried that i will greet someone i will hug someone i will shake someone's hand and they will get sick because i am a carrier that is what we are worried about that is why we are staying home we are stuck in the belly of the fish this week and we are crying out to God. We are praying to God. We are asking that God would, would talk back to us. Jonah in verse 9 says, 
But with a song of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. How many times in our prayers have we focused on on things that we wish God would give us? God, I promise if you would if you would keep me healthy that I will go to church. Lord, I promise that that if you will give me an A on my test, I will I will read my Bible every week. How many times do we bargain with God? How many times do we try to look at God and say, God, if you give me this, I will respond faithfully. Jonah says the same thing. What I have vowed, I will make good. Jonah's predicament was a little bit easier. He was thrown off the side of a boat. He had drowned under the water and a fish swallowed him up. A fish saved his life. And Jonah in the bottom of the ocean, surrounded by intestines and stomach acids and fluids and rotting fish carcasses. There, Jonah prays out to the Lord. We are not in the bottom of a fish. We are in our living rooms and in our offices. We are in our backyards. We are distancing from one another. And yet it feels like there is something wrong. And yet we are grieving. And yet we are still trying to figure out what is this new normal? What can we do next? What is going on? What in the world is happening in our world? And maybe we should pray like Jonah. When my life was what was ebbing away, I remembered you, O Lord, and my prayer rose to you. In this time of social distancing, in this time of being home, in this time of not having to go to work or not having to go to school or, or stuck with more free time than we know what to do with, yet I am more tired than I ever have been. Yet I am more stressed out than I ever have been. What in the world are we doing? What if it looked like we prayed to God? What would it look like if our praise rose to his holy temple? That even in the midst of this, even in the midst of anticipatory grief, we may focus on God. What if we prayed to God? What if with a song of thanksgiving we sacrifice to God what we have vowed we will make good? Jonah was stuck in the belly of the fish for three days. We will be stuck in our living rooms for at least three weeks. But we are doing so for a good reason. We are doing so to keep one another safe and healthy, to keep one another in love, to make sure that we are reaching out for, for the least among us and helping helping our neighbors, helping our loved ones. I've received so many calls this week from members of the congregation who are reaching out to one another, asking if I can pick something up for you, asking if you need medicine or something from ShopRite, asking if there's anything that we can do. We've heard, I've heard of members of the congregation still collecting food for uh, an Easter basket that we are giving away to a, to a family who needs food. Donations are coming in that we are or we sending back out into the community to, to people who are hungry, to people who just need $20, to people who need a tank of gas. Some among us are okay. Some among us are ready. I, I'm ready for a hurricane. I have two weeks worth of food and two weeks worth of water downstairs in my basement. But we are still reaching out to those that we love and care about, those who are neighbors and our friends. I've had more conversations with my neighbor across the street than I have in the last two years I've been appointed here. I've had phone calls with folks that I see every week and instead we talk on the phone. I've called my mother more times this week than I've probably talked to her in a month. 
we are in the belly of the fish. We are waiting. We are hunkering down. We are getting ready for the storm. And yet we are still being Christians. I saw a post on Facebook. It said, now is the time to tell people that while the church, the church doors are closed, that the building was never the church, that we are the church. We all are the church together. We have to be the hands and feet of Christ. We have to pray this week. We have to pray to God. We have to do what it means to be Christians. We have to offer our sacrifices to God. We have to, whatever we vow, whatever we promise, we have to make good on. Because in, in verse 9, the very last sentence in verse 9, we know that salvation comes from the Lord. And we also know that this will not go on forever. That there will be a day that we will come back. There will be a day that we will be together. And in verse 10, the Lord commanded the fish and had vomited Jonah onto the dry land. There will come a day, and maybe in a couple of weeks, but there will come a day that we will come back. That we will come back and worship. That we will come back and have communion. That we will come back and celebrate with one another. And on that day, I am looking forward to seeing all of you. I'm looking forward to embracing one another, to to getting our, our society and our community back to where it should be. But in the meantime, we have to settle down. In the meantime, we have to pray. In the meantime, we have to sit in the belly of the fish and, and make do. Make do. Just, just keep going on. That is all we can do this week. That's all we can do next week. I hope that, that you are encouraged. I hope that, that you are safe. I hope that you are healthy. If you are not, please Give me a call. Give any of the members of the congregation a call. We, we want to connect with you and we don't want you to feel so lonely. We have online uh, meeting spaces on Zoom, but you can also just call us. Um, you can call into the meeting or you can call me directly. We, we want to connect with you and make sure that you are okay this week. We know that we're in the belly of the fish. We know that we are praying out to God, but that doesn't make it any easier. But when we do get out, when the fish does vomit us onto dry land, I hope that we will point ourselves toward Nineveh. I hope that we will head toward the land that God told us to go to and that we will be faithful once we get there. And the reluctant prophet Jonah, he, he still missteps a little bit once he gets to Nineveh. And, um, chapter 4, if, if, you haven't read, if you haven't read the book of Jonah, I, I give it to you very easy. It is a four-chapter book. Um, and chapter 3 and chapter 4 are some of my favorite readings, especially when God and Jonah start arguing on the side of Nineveh. And God asks Jonah if he does well to be angry. Is it good for him to be angry? Why in the world is Jonah angry? God's righteousness and God's uh, forgiveness is what matters in the world. And I commend Jonah 4 to you this week. But this week, while we're still in the belly of the fish, I want to remind you that we will not stay here. We will at some point come out. We will at some point embrace. We will at some point find time to love one another. Amen. Friends, let us pray. Gracious God, as, as Jonah was stuck in the, in the belly of the fish for three days, we are stuck in the belly of a, of, of a fish ourselves this, this day. But Lord, we are doing so that we will give others a chance. We will give those who are who are sick a chance to get healthy. We will give our first responders, our, our healthcare workers, doctors and nurses, we will give them a chance to, to fight this disease and to save as many lives as they can. 
Lord, no one wants to be here. No one wants to be in the belly of the fish. No one wants to wait it out. And yet we know we have to hunker down. We know we have to be faithful. We know we have to sit and wait. But we also know that salvation comes from the Lord. And so, Lord, give us strength. Heal our grief, Lord. Heal heal our desires. Heal our, our anticipatory nature, our stress and anxiety, the itchiness that we want to get out and, and go back to restaurants and go back and see one another. Lord, give us peace this week. Let all those who are worshiping with us, let all those who are Methodist or Baptist or Catholic or Episcopalian or Lutheran or non-denominational, let all those who are worshiping and praying to you, let, let you hear all of our prayers and let you connect with each and every one of us. Lord, as we are stuck in the belly of the fish this week, be with us. Guide us and keep us. We ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus, who came and and taught us and lived with us, but especially taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Friends, I miss you. I miss you so much. I cannot wait until we can be together again. In the meantime, I do encourage you to try to connect with us. We've had uh, a couple of our older members were able to figure out how to use Zoom and how to video conference uh, with us on Wednesday and on Tuesday. And I encourage you to to try to to look at the email that I'm sending out and to, to try it. If you can't figure out the technology, please call me. I'd be ha more than happy to help you. It'll work on iPads, on tablets, on cell phones, on computers. Um, or if none of those work, it'll also work on, on phone call. Just dialing a number and dialing another, the access code. Um, I hope that you are following along in our daily readings and I know that next week is Palm Sunday and Easter is coming up and I do not know if we will be back in church to worship together. But what I will say this is Christ is risen every week, not just on Easter. We will celebrate his resurrection. We will celebrate what we can. But until we are together again, the truth is he is risen every day. He is risen today and is, is with us and his spirit lives among us. And so take care. Take care of yourselves this week. Uh, please find a way to connect with us, whether it's just via phone call or one of our scheduled times that we can be together. Um, I'm always available by email, phone call, text message, however you wish to get in touch with us. Um, and then finally, we have one last plea. I know that right now is a difficult time, and uh, I know that there are some among us who, who may have lost their jobs, who may have lost income uh, during COVID. And, and if you need help, please reach out to me. Please reach out to the church. All Everything you, you say to me is confidential. We, um, I'm not a priest, but we do have a, a seal of confidenti confidentiality that I have to keep. Um, and so anything you need, please let us know. There are many people who are hoping to, to continue to help. Um, if you have been unaffected, if you are on fixed income, if you are on a pension or Social Security, um, we, we do ask that you continue to be faithful in your tithes and your pledges and your offering. 
Um, I know some people have basically said that that they don't trust the mail, that, that they don't want to put a check in the mail, and I totally understand. Uh, if you wish, you could always drop um, you could always drop something off here to the parsonage. Uh, you can always drop it off at the church and slip it under the door. Um, we also have uh, an ability to use uh, credit cards online, um, or you could always mail a check, which is very safe with the United States Postal Service. Uh, we have P.O. boxes, so it, it, it won't get stolen out of a mailbox or anything like that. The truth of the matter is we still have bills. We have salaries. We have bills we have to pay. I'm in constant communication with uh, the financial secretary and the treasurer. Um, if it's starting to go to a point where, where we, we might not be able to pay all of our bills, um, we will hold off on my salary. But uh, in the meantime, if you could remain faithful in your pledges or, or tithing, it, it would go a long way to helping us to continue to pay our bills. Um, while the church may not be open, we still have bills. We still have, have accounts that we must pay. Uh, we just ask that, that everyone continues to remain faithful um, if they can. And again, if they can't, please reach out to me. Please talk to me. Um, if there's anything else we need, we're, we're sending out emails. We're on Facebook. Uh, we'll be video chatting as well. But anything we need, anything that I can do or anything the church can do, please let us know. In the meantime, friends, I hope you go in peace. I hope you know the peace of the one who loves you, the peace of the one who created you, and the peace that passes all understanding. Go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you soon.